everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. And here's a question for you. If God is good, why do bad things happen? Today, we're in Matthew 2, where we're reminded that there's only one right response to our King, and that's to worship. Worship is our response to God for who He is and what He's done. It doesn't have to be singing songs in church on a Sunday morning. Worship can be the choices we make, the words we speak, or even the thoughts we choose to dwell on. In Matthew 2, we see that when the wise men saw the star in the sky, they immediately went to go find Jesus to worship him. Their response to the king was to drop everything. But in verse 7, we meet this guy named Herod who's very interested in the baby everybody's calling king, but his response wasn't to worship. Now, there are several Herods in the New Testament, but this Herod in particular is Herod the Great. And what's interesting is that Herod the Great was actually called King of the Jews, just like the baby. That was uniquely his mantra. And here's why. Herod started out his political career as a governor, but not a Roman governor. He was the governor in Galilee as part of a ruling government called the Hasmonean Dynasty. But while Herod was governor, the Roman government was in conflict with the Hasmonean dynasty. Now, the big names can get really confusing. All you need to know is there was a big disagreement between Rome and the political group Herod was a part of. But one day Herod decided he was on Rome's side. He switched teams to Team Rome, which honestly was probably a good choice for him because Rome won. And then... Because Herod was the governor of Galilee and chose to side with Rome, he was given a promotion which basically went like this. The Romans said, Herod, conquer Judea and will make you king of the Jews. It took him three years, but he did it and became what was technically called a client king. Client king, it basically means he was the king of Judea, but always had an asterisk by his title that said, you're not really a Roman. You had to prove yourself first. We're glad you're here, but you're not really one of us. And when you start to look at the things historians say about Herod the Great, it becomes very clear that the dude had some identity issues. First off, he wanted everyone to like him. So I'm sure he hated that little star by his name. But he didn't just want people to like him. When his reputation was threatened, he was willing to steamroll any potential threat, even if it was a baby. Which brings us to Matthew 2 where we see that Herod got mad a baby was being called king of the Jews. He was supposed to be the king, or so he thought. And he sent and killed all the male children, two years old and under, in that region. And Jesus and his family had to flee to Egypt to escape this devastating decree. And when we zoom in there, I think a lot of us are left wondering, how could a good God allow so many babies to die? And I think we still ask that question today. How could a good God let a friend get cancer or let that guy cheat on his wife or let war happen? If God is so good, why do bad things happen? And here's what I want you to know. Despite our circumstances, despite all the babies dying under Herod's rule, God is good. Those bad things, they happen because of sin. And I know that seems like a simple answer, so hang with me. God gave us free will. And back in Genesis 3, we chose to sin. Adam and Eve sinned, bringing brokenness into our world. So then we might ask, why did God give them that choice? 
He gave them that choice because he wanted a relationship with them. He didn't want to force them to be his friend. God wants us to choose him. He's not in the business of forcing us to enjoy him. And part of that means that sometimes we won't choose what he says is best. And in this case, for Herod, that meant issuing a really horrific decree. Now, you might be thinking, why? Why does he allow people to get cancer and friends to move away and babies to be murdered? Now, to be very clear, God doesn't sin. He does not do evil. But sometimes he allows the enemy to do things we don't like, as we see here in Matthew 2 and in the book of Job. But as Isaiah 55, 9 tells us, God's ways and thoughts are different and higher than ours. We can't see the story he's writing, but we can trust that it's a good one. Spurgeon said it best. When we can't trace his hand, we can trust his heart. And the best part about the story we're reading today in Matthew 2 is that we know that it has a happy ending. Jesus is ultimately victorious. And we know that one day, as Revelation says, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. I don't know the why behind everything God's allowed, be it in Jesus's day or in ours. But today, we can take comfort in knowing that God is good. Jesus empathizes with us when life is hard. I mean, read Hebrews 4.15. Jesus, he gets it. Life's hard, but he's still worth our worship. And one day, all the brokenness on this earth, it'll be behind us. So I don't know what you're walking through right now, but be it good or bad, I know that God is at work even if you can't see it. I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.